episode 134, EMR Considerations. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trostclair, and today we'll hear Josh Nation's perspective. Join 2017 and 2018 Podcast Awards nominated host as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Welcome back. Just got back from Shanghai again, working at the ankylosing spondylitis, giving a little lecture. Very hospitable. Actually, re- re-met a friend, so that was fun to uh, hang out one more time with a guy before he moves back to his home country. Uh, if you're interested in any series that we've done, you can go to doctorsperspective.net slash acupuncture series or top 1718, which is the top episodes of 2017 and 2018, and podiatry. So those are your quick checklists. Here's the top ones. Take the ones you like and listen to them. Download them. As always, if you're into what does Justin recommend as far as you know, rehab tools, speakers, podcast stuff, marketing stuff, it's at a doctorperspective.net slash resources. Today's episode, yes, it says Cairo 8000, which is a brand of Forte Holdings. They have software that you can use for podiatry, optometry, medical doctors, but it is heavily focused on the chiropractic market. Uh, it does EHR or EMR, however you want to call it, as well as the scheduling, the billing, and all those types of things. And that's what we're going to talk about. So obviously it probably feels like we're promoting just Cairo 8000 and in essence it is, but at the same time, we're going to go over all the things that you should be asking before you purchase a system or if you hate the system you have, more questions that you can ask another one. Personally, like you'll find out, I use this system and I've been using it for a long time. They're not a sponsor, but I'd welcome it. So things we're going to cover, like who owns your patient list? Is it saved in the cloud? Is it on a hard computer? Do you want to pay a monthly fee? Do you not want to pay monthly? Do you want to own the software outright? What kind of computers do you have to buy? We go over what is a template versus what is a macro. And if you don't have what they want, can you customize it? How fast are notes? You know, when you're doing a duplicate from last visit, obviously it's not great to do that all the time. So how do you make it seem more natural? Is it quick to add your own note in there as well? So if they talk about, oh, this ADL got better. Well, I don't want to go through a million boxes. What do I do to do that? And then the big piece that we're going to talk about at the end of the episode, kind of sprinkled throughout, but mostly at the end, because we kind of got bogged down in the beginning with like, doctor notes and those things. But we're going to go over appointment reminders, scheduling, billings, like how you can make reports from like CPT codes that you use, how often, how much, which insurance companies. You can send text messages and email reminders. Like if you were going to do a patient appreciation day, you could send text reminders to all these people. If you had like um, maybe a supplement that you wanted to promote to just people who had headaches, you can segment that list. So like it removes needing an Infusionsoft, a MailChimp, an Aweber. Like you pretty much can get rid of that. Like you can get it set up to where it does the onboarding email sequence for you, which is pretty cool. And of course, AR and aging and all those fun things. So anyway, hope you enjoy this episode as much as I had recording it. Uh, Like I said, it should answer some questions that you have for any software that you are considering. Data transfers, all that stuff. All the show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 134, including the transcripts. By the way, all the show notes have transcripts now on the bottom of the web page. You'll see a little button. You just click that. It'll expand it. Otherwise, it's hidden. Leave a review. Feels good. Helps other people discover what we're doing. Listen, learn, integrate. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China in El Dorado Hills, California. Today on the podcast, we got an interesting episode. We don't do a lot of product highlights, but this is some program that I've been using for 12 years. So pretty much my entire career as a chiropractor. Uh, before it was just the billing and the scheduling. Then I finally upgraded to the EMR. And uh, actually, I really enjoy it. They don't get a lot of press. 
And I just, I don't know why. So I invited Mr. Josh Nation on the show. He's the product and support manager for Forte Holdings of Cairo 8000. And now they've actually combined the scheduling, billing, and the EMR under one roof for their version 16. They've been around for over 20 years. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. All right. So I know what y'all are thinking. Oh my gosh, you really think we're going to listen to a product sales pitch for half hour to an hour? Well, I guess you could look at it that way, but we are not trying to present it that way. I'm not being paid or anything at this point. Um, although I would, you know, I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> but we just want to highlight some things like why, you know, we know the big players. I'll just say it. Cairo Touch, Eclipse, Jane's apps are getting some really big press recently. And I'm always the guy that's thrown out there, Cairo 8000. And for me, one, it works really well. And then two, I'm not a big fan of these monthly fees. It's like you pay 10 grand up front for something. Then you got to customize the whole thing or pay somebody else for like a template, which we'll definitely ask if you guys have that system. But I like, hey, guess what? I don't want to pay a monthly fee. And you guys don't do that. It's this is what the software costs. If you need help, you can pay for that. And then we're done. And you pay for an upgrade every couple of years. And usually when we had this pre-chat, the upgrades aren't like we changed the font and we, we maybe added an ortho test or something like. Usually it's like these massive overhauls where you're like, oh, okay. Everything's kind of the same, but like it's so different that there's a little bit of a learning curve. And then in a couple of weeks, you're back up to where you wanted to be. So they're not like, oh my gosh, I can't figure this out. It's like, no, it's, these are things that we wanted and you guys fix it. So that was a long intro. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You know, when I, I am very much a user of software, just as I am also a product manager of software. So, you know, I always kind of look at, at what's out there and, you know, I'm a human being too. So I look at price of something. I look at the value you're getting for something. Also, to be quite frank, I mean, we live in the digital age. We all are attached at the hip to our cell phones and computers and everything else. You know, I've, I've got enough apps to last me for days. So really, uh, simplicity now, I think, is key. I, I think less is more. You know, I, I look at some of the stuff out there, and I, I'm not saying anything negative about them, but to do, you know, 15 apps to do what one app can do, do I need all that? Do I need all those logins and different settings? I mean, you know, we look at the profession itself and we understand why you got into business. You know, I mean, you're, you're truly helping individuals, you know, you're making a difference in their lives and you didn't go to school to be a computer science major on the side, right? You don't need to be a computer programmer. You don't need to, to be a master of 12 different apps, you know, and that's exactly, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Now it's true that at least whenever I was using it more regularly, like right now in China, I don't have to use it as much. It was still customizable. You know, you had everything mm -hmm. set up. And then for myself, I was like, well, there wasn't enough activities of daily living. Everybody wants that stuff. So I had to create it. And you're like, oh my gosh, you had to create it. Like, yeah, a lot of these systems, you can pay or you can maybe download a free template that your buddy down the street who's been using it for six years and to get his system. And I don't mm -hmm. know what those can run for, but I'm guessing the better oh, they are, the more that somebody's going to charge, which rightfully so. Like this dude spent a lot, or girl spent a lot of time. Like I spent some time customizes i do certain ortho tests i wanted those in there and it's it's really cool because it just still flows mm -hmm. in how you want it done and it's they'll point and click like all the charges and things like that but the one thing i wanted to mention the forte holdings is the the umbrella corporation and you actually have it's not just for chiropractors listening y'all have other modules what are the other professions that y'all i guess support right out the box yeah i mean uh you know you can we have podiatrists that are supported, optometrists. Uh, we have some MDs that are starting to venture into our program offerings. So, 
you know, that's definitely, I, I would say chiropractic is our, our forte, for lack of a better pun, but uh, that's exactly what we're, we're tailored for. But yeah, we do have those, those sub areas that we can go to. And now what does that look like? That says they'll have like the podiatry jargon pre-programmed and things like that? Well, over the years, you know, we've, we've looked at the different softwares, both internally and externally. And, and one of the things that we started doing is just finding ways to allow things like diagnostic codes, for instance. So instead of us shipping a version that has one set, one, another version that has a different set for all the different primary specialties, what we can do is we can offer the full library. And then when you come in, let's say you're chiropractic, I can have those codes preloaded up for you. You know, the M, the S codes, uh, things like that, you know, a few of the G codes for some headaches and things like that. But I've already got those codes pre lined up treatments, things like that, you know, your CPT codes that are common for chiropractic. I can do the same for each of those, but all under the same heading, if that makes sense. So just to make it easier experiences, I, again, I, I like simplicity. I like to make sure that everybody can get in there. Like you said, I mean, customizing is no fun for anyone. There's always things customizing and, and the update word. Nobody likes, likes to update anything, you know? So I, we definitely take that to heart. We try to make an update a fun experience and, and an easy experience. But then we also look at uh, just customizing the software. It is your software. I mean, you own it when you get it. So like you said, no hidden fees or anything like that. We just try to make sure everything's user-friendly and easy to use. There's kind of three ways you can go. And a shameless plug for our support team because I really, you know, they go above and beyond when it comes to that. Uh, they treat everyone like family. You know, they're not scripted. They're not timed or anything like that. But we kind of have three ways you can go about setting up your software. So you can either, you know, we can do it for you. We can do it with you. You know, we can log in or something like that and assist you. So that way you kind of learn as you go, if depending on your level of, of expertise, if you will. And then finally, you know, I can just make sure that you get a good thorough training at any time and we can make sure you know how to do it. So any level of comfort there because everybody's different. And it comes pre-popped with ICD-10 at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. Pre-populated with that. Of course, as those sets get updated from time to time, uh, we can get those codes in there for you quickly and easily. But again, the, the one thing I like to stress is you're seeing you, – you have access to the full library should you need it. However, right. you're seeing specifically what you need for your specialty right out of the gate. So you don't have to pre-set that up. Well, that's a good thing because that's that'd be out of control. Because I remember, you know, first looking into ICD-10. Yeah, there's a yeah, like ICD-10. You know, I haven't had a lot of experience with it. If I'm honest, like whenever I get into it, I'm gonna be reliant on my friends to send me some, uh, you know, top fifty codes. You know, versus what we used to use, and then seeing what the eight thousand system has in there pre pre done. You're like, okay, these are the common codes. You know, left, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a challenge because before, you know, I mean, you, you can just do abdomen, you know, I mean, there was now it's yeah. now it's all your different quadrants, you know, and it, and also you've got to factor in uh, encounters and things like this. Is this an initial encounter, a subsequent encounter, things like that. So it's definitely an interesting world for those coders out there. Now, there's something that people like to talk about. I know a couple of features that, I mean, I see a lot and people want. And then after that, we'll just kind of ask you, like, what are some of the top features that, you know, separate you guys or whatever? Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of get more people like, oh, that's why it's cool. 
adjusting, we can always have five or six ways to explain what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you see somebody say 15 visits over however long, say it's a car accident, you're going to end up using all three, all, all six of them three times. And the person that's reviewing your notes will be like, oh, okay. So it's still canned. But at the same time, as a doctor, we're like, well, we want some speed in this. We don't just want, we can't say the same thing every visit. Although you, your program does have that feature where it just copies everything you did the last time in a way it's quicker. You know, you don't want it to redo the history and all that kind of stuff. So what do y'all do? How does that work to where, you know, it's quick, but you can still make it look different. But at the same time, you don't have to like recreate the world every time. What's going on with that? Yeah, and, and you touched on a good point, which is, you know, sometimes those things do become similar from visit to visit and you got to randomize it. So we have, we got a couple different ways. So uh, as you mentioned, we do have the way to clone everything forward. So meaning from the last visit, you can clone it forward. But we took that one step further in our, our newer version. So now you can actually go in and you can actually pick and choose of the areas what you want to copy forward. So we, we use the term salt, same as last time. Um, but essentially, you know, there's, there's commonality of things that you might see you want to be changed as well as some things that are okay to stay the same. So you may go in and say, no, I want to never carry forward the diagnosis and the treatment, but I want to carry everything else forward. Or you may find a combination. So in, of course, we've got 50 different sections. You can pick and choose what comes forward. So that's, that's that level one you were talking about. But two, we do have options, very simple interface where you can just simply click to randomize your subjective or, or your narratives in the, in the software itself. So that even if they are copying forward, they still are arranged in a way to give them a uniqueness because we're even starting to see in the front of billing, uh, for instance, Medicare or, or some of the work comps, they're actually scrutinizing that to a degree as well uh, to see if there is variance in your reporting. So when you talk about the subjective, there'll be like a, a section if you click into that, you know, tight muscles, hypertonic muscles, right. uh, guarding, you know, there's like, you know, whatever words you want to use. I'm sure there are some better ones, but I just gave as an example. So they might have what, like 10 or 15 different ways to say the same thing. And then somehow the software is able to like combine several options as well. Yeah. So we, we essentially in that specific area would be, it's almost like a sentence builder. So we've got okay. the sentences. Think of a parent and a child. So parent being the patient presents today. And then child is the, the subsequent filling in that sentence for acute symptom of, you know, and going th down through the, the order there. So just like you said, we have, we already pre-populate with common phrases and, and used terms. So that way you could just, with the click of a button, select them. But we also understand every, every practice is different. So that being the case, mm -hmm. you can also come in and add your own phraseology too. So really... You're, you're combining these with just a click of a button and then the program can throw them in a different order scheme beyond. So you have the ability to randomize it as well as the software will take that one step further and randomize it as well. Think of, you know, essentially it's like putting dice and in, in, in shaking them around, right? So you've got the same components are there. They're just presented in a different order if you wanted to. And if it all makes sense, like if you're talking about, let's go objective, you're going to have tight muscles. You're going to have uh, asymmetry, pain. You know, so you're going to meet all the Medicare guidelines on every patient, regardless of the reason. You know, their cash pack, their, their cash, their Medicare, their, their insurance. Those are just the basics that you should just have, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like, just don't skimp. It's, you literally have a computer. Just click a button. Right. So, right. so here's my thought. 
you got a screen, you got to like, who knows, uh, you, you start going through and you're like, all right, we're talking about muscles. So then you have all these things. So you, you're like, okay, I'm only going to pick this one today, but you, you clone the, the visit and you kind of forget about it. You're like, you're, you're going through, you're seeing a lot of patients. Oh man, I forgot to unclick that and click a different one. Mm-hmm. So do you have to like go in and say, okay, here's the six ways to say muscles are tight. You, you click all of those and then it just picks one each time or like you have to go in and today it's this and tomorrow it's this one and then tomorrow's that one. No. So, so you're, you're on the initial outset. So let's say on visit one or visit, visit five, it doesn't really matter. So at some point, what you're doing is you're going in and selecting, let's say those muscles. Okay. So you selected five muscle groups, you targeted those. So now when you go into your next exam, that's going to already be pre-populated for you. So now you could just simply deselect or select if you wanted to, but you already see what was entered before. However, let's say just hands off. I did nothing with that same group that was already carried over. Now, if I went to print out my my soap note, and because we have the randomized option on, it can reorder only those selected ones, nothing more, nothing less. Um, so it's okay. Yeah, we've got to be cautious. At the same time, I, I've got to make sure that I'm still fitting in. Yes, I can randomize things. And yes, I can make sure things have a uniqueness to them. But I still got to keep your voice, right? I can't go in and, and pre-select out of the order that you've already selected in terms of those muscle groups are going to be what's randomized because that's the only thing you've allowed. Okay. What about, I'm a big fan of, okay, Cool. We got an automatic randomization. That's great. But I'm always like, okay, today patient made the comment uh, they could walk for 1.5 miles where the other two weeks ago it was only 0.5. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to just quickly add something like that? So it's truly it's truly custom and it's, it's accomplishing what they want, their daily living. And it makes it a unique note every time because you always add something. Is that easy to do or is it like oh, a yeah. buttons? Yeah. So it, those are just, I mean, that would, that change you just talked about there under a second. I mean, you simply would go into the next visitor exam. You would already see the pre-existing. They were able to walk X amount of miles and all you have to do is change that one number. Um, we, we have also one of the newer features is we have templates. I see this term thrown around a lot in the industry right now. And I think there's a, I'm a tech guy. So I obviously am, am more tech minded when it comes to this, but I, I hear terms like macros and templates kind of being thrown around. I, I hear, you know, the buzzword is macros when in fact, I think they're more templates is what we're seeing out in the world. And and what that means is a macro is I do something, I click something and then an other set of actions occurs, uh, meaning it's it's moving to the next realm of, of doing something. Whereas a template is obviously if I have a work comp, then I'm only going to see this set of fields and this set of options because they're mm. what's allowed for work comp. So I don't want to even be bothered with anything outside that realm. Uh, and that's typically what I see out there. So we can actually go, we, we do both templates and macros, if that makes sense. So you can go in and define a visit type or an exam type, as well as the subsets that are kind of already pre-populated in there. That doesn't mean that you, you can't change them. Of course, in a matter of seconds, you can, but you know, we're, we're seeing, I mean, in the States here, I mean, it, the, the visit counts are only going higher. I mean, there's just more and more people going to chiropractic. That's a good thing, but you're still right. faced with the documentation side of this, you know? So that being the case, you have a shorter amount of time now to complete your notes than you've ever had in history. So you got to be able to get through there, but yet you got the catch 22, right? Because there are more requirements on your reporting than there have ever been. So 
you know, that's the, the conundrum. You've got to do more with less time. And so that's where we start seeing, you know, some some out there, you see templates, some you see macros and macros. And we just kind of, you know, we, we figured you needed both. And that's just because it gets you through that that much faster. And for people who might be a little confused, for their system, when you get a new patient, it, it'll ask you, is this PI? Is it cash? Is it work comp? And so at that point, if you click PI, it can take you through certain questions that it wouldn't ask if you were just a cash patient. You're like, oh, you're in an auto accident. Okay, you probably need these 15 questions. Right. And, you know, you know, where were you hit? Where you were in a seatbelt? So it'll have all those types of things in there. And that's what it means by like a different template versus like a macro would be ortho test, click, neuro test, click. Right. And you just go through and, and write down what it is. And okay, you do an orthopedic test. You do a straight leg raise. There was pain. There was pain in sciatic distribution. Oh, went to the knee. Oh, went to the fifth toe. Went to the first toe. Is all of that just like button, button, button? Yes. All touch base. Uh, we've got something around the corner. I've, you know, so we're, we've, what we've got right now, we've really tried making sure that our current latest version of the product is definitely designed for touch base. So that way, I mean, what we're finding more and more is gone are the days of a, a, a workstation sitting in each of the treatment rooms or, or at one oh, there's no way. station. So now everybody's walking around with a tablet. Uh, most everybody, you know, I'll say oh, a, a tablet. Yeah. Tablet. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, a, a windows device or something or, or a, a iPad. And so you're walking around and you got to be able to just move from room to room freely tapping on these things. So yes, to, to give you a long answer for what you just asked is it's touch-based. So y'all have the ability now to, it doesn't have to be on a eight gigabyte RAM processing computer laptop, carry that to each room. You can actually do tablets and things like, and iPads now. Well, yeah. And, and, much to much to a credit of well, so we got a few things. So right now, yes, to answer your question is you can work on a tablet. We're, we've got the benefit of tablets are are very well progressed from where they started even a few years ago. So I mean, you can you can purchase tablets for a very minimal amount of money. They're obviously devices that you can hold with one hand. They're touch based entry. You can walk around from one room to the other and quickly and easily. For instance, uh, Surface Pros are a good example. Surface Pros are powerhouse machines. Uh, they they scream with our program, so they, they go super fast. And you can just walk around instead of being tied down to just this old antiquated heavy software and hardware. Um, so now, yeah, it, that's the whole goal. We do have also an iPad-based kiosk, patient kiosk. Okay, kiosk, yeah. For the patients to check themselves in, we could do a desktop version of that. And then we are just right around the corner. We're having our official doctor's app, iPad uh, app is coming out as well. So that's right around the corner. That's going to be a game changer, I think, just because we're we're trying to give the level, kind of what you've talked about leading up to, to now is – the mobility, but the speed and, and being able to still randomize and, and give unique assessments within your report is that's kind of all coming to a head with our doctor's app that's coming out. And that's I'm pretty excited about that one. So we're going to be seeing it here soon. That one is just a full fledged app you would download on iPad or Windows, something like that. And then you're able to truly it's all quick touch base entry. You can get through a visit if you wanted to. Or an exam, I, I'm, I'm going to dare say you could do it under a minute. I mean, don't get me wrong. You could go and, and really go to the nines and you can fill that out and take 15, 20 minutes if you wanted. But it's designed to give you a full 
compliant and Medicare ready report just in that amount of time. Well, let's just jump to this because you made a comment about it. When you're working with the tablets, mm-hmm. so there's going to be a, a workstation. And, uh, the, okay, jargon people, I'm sorry. I don't know the, <laughs> all the fancy terms. So there's a, there's a computer, a main computer, like you say, in the front desk or something. Yeah. And then the program is able to be put on, I don't know whether the full version or like a, a lighter version that goes on these tablets. Mm-hmm. And then those just sync up automatically and all save on that one workstation. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want 15 different computers and they don't talk to each other. So is that how you'd have to set it up? It's set up. It, you're right in the fundamentals. You do have, it's a, a server workstation based uh, situation because we do have a database that resides on the server. But like you said, that's essentially the main computer. That's of your choice. It's wherever you want it to be. It could be the front desk computer. It could be one in the back room or one in your office. But that being the case, yes. So these tablets do sync up. However, they have a secondary storage on them. And of course, we've just got to keep in mind that everything is networked. So much like if you connect to a Wi-Fi network or, or VPN or, you know, there's a million and one different ways you can network in. But these devices, these tablets or these notebooks or these laptops, whatever you decide to use, they're just simply networked to your main computer. And as such, everything writes back there. All right. So you don't have to, you should have, probably have a special area that has like massive hard drive or whatever. And that even the front desk who's using all the billing, we haven't even talked about that stuff. Theirs would even be, I don't know, slave. Is that what they call it? Master and a slave. They would be the slave version of, <laughs> of the one that's in the back room with the air conditioning and everything. Do y'all help with that kind of setup? Because I mean, as, a, as me, I never did that because I was like, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, how much is that going to cost? How many more computers do I have to buy? We uh, help to a degree. It depends on what level. We got to remember some things like networking, for instance. That's not just how our program is talking amongst your office. Networking is kind of the security of your office. That's how all computers and all programs and all data on all those computers are talking to one another. So I absolutely can help in respect to my program, just understanding that we always recommend that either, you know, if you're if you're tech savvy and comfortable with it, you can do it. But getting a, a network professional in there is always a good idea. But in terms of setup, I'll be quite frank, it, you can you can set it up very quickly yourself. So, I mean, to set up a server, set up the workstation, I, Windows updates or something like that might take you a little bit longer just because those are, are time consuming events. But networking has never been easier. Uh, most of this is all just point and click in the Windows interface. Yeah. So then another question I have, because, you know, a lot of other the competitors, they always are, you pay a monthly fee, they store it for you on the cloud. But with this system, you're stored on your server, you're stored on your computer. So if you had a fire, it's gone, like you, you lost everything. And that's not gonna be a good situation. So you should have some sort of whatever backup means, you know, you might put it on an external hard drive that's encrypted. You may want to back it up to a HIPAA compliant Dropbox P cloud or something Absolutely. like that daily. Mm-hmm. So that's, is that a, is that a big drawback for people? They're like, Oh, I got to do one more thing with this computer. Not at all. I mean, so, you know, I can, I can go in both directions. So to talk about what you first said is um, yes, your data is in your control. So I don't see that as a bad thing. Uh, you know, by law, in many states, you have to have your records and your possession available at any point in time for a certain number of years. I, I definitely would recommend taking a look at you should be in control of your data. It is your patient data. Um, but second, if we look at that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can use 
we're never trying to be a nanny program, if that makes sense. So I'm not saying you have to spend $5,000. I'm not saying you have to spend $5. That being the case, you know, you can back up to, let's say, your desktop, to your hard drive, anywhere of your choosing, or to an external drive. There's cloud services out there that are free under a certain gigabyte limit. And I can tell you that on average, most of our clients, the data drain is not that big. So you can actually be capped and have kind of a redundant system so that you have data being stored locally, but you also have that getting uploaded to the cloud, like you said, in a HIPAA compliant cloud. But nowadays, that's that's very prevalent. So you'll find that being very accessible. I mean, if we were talking 10 years ago, then this would be different. Oh, tough. But now, you know, that's a different story. And, and this is important. This is a discussion I have with my clientele because I, I try to help educate. You know, data is something, it's a serious matter. I mean, we watch the news every day. You see some large company that's been compromised and, and people look at this and think it's ridiculous, but then they don't realize the power of the data that they have in their own hands. And unfortunately, a side effect of the society that we live in and, and the technology we live in is everybody has to be to a degree data minded. I mean, whether it's your cell phone, mm-hmm. whether it's your laptop, we've got to understand that at any point we could be compromised. So I believe that knowledge is key. I, I mean, backing up software takes a matter of seconds in terms of another thing to do. Well, we have an option to manually do it or you can automate it. So one time you can take all of maybe 15 seconds. You can set and build a schedule. And from that point, you never have to lift another finger. It's automatically backing up to whatever redundant systems. And this is absolutely where my support team comes in because we'll make sure I want to make sure your data is secure. I always put it in in kind of a frame of mind of what our our clients would understand. You know, I, I, I look at it like your bank account. You don't not look at your bank account and make sure everything right. is there and it's as it should be. The same should be happening with your data. And it shouldn't be some mysterious techie thing. It should be something that's very simple, easy to manage and inexpensive. And that absolutely is possible. It's it's sometimes if you were to go out, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you go to an IT person whose job is to secure and backup data, it's probably going to cost a lot more. And it's probably going to sound really complicated because that's that person's way of living, right? Right. You know, and I I don't mean to, to say that crudely because there's a lot of passionate people out there. I'm just saying, you know, there are come to us. There's no extra cost. Like you said, there's no hidden fees or anything. You paid for it. You got it. So give us a call and we can give you very quick and easy alternatives. We can help walk you through every step of it. Like I said, we can do it. We can help it. We can train you to make sure you know how and you'll be up and running on the data perspective. Now, the other side of the coin is for those people that don't have data locally. And then what happens when you leave a software? I would challenge, you know, you definitely need to look at are you being charged for your own data to get a copy of Mm -hmm. data? You know, that. What are the policies of that? Because here's the thing, whether you're saving locally or whether you're, you're, you're getting stored to a cloud from some other software, you're still responsible for your data. So would you rather be responsible and have the data in your own two hands and know exactly what's going on with it or have no clue where it's stored, how it's stored, what the policies are? on it and not know anything about it. You're still on the hook for it, regardless. Wow. So for me, that puts it into perspective. I'd rather see it <laughs> and know where it's at. Because realistically, a lot of people buy a, a program, maybe Touch. They're like, well, this is a behemoth. I'm not very happy with it is what I've kind of been hearing. People kind of like, I'm trying to go somewhere else. And they're like upset because I've already spent so much money 
and I'm not happy with it. Now I got to go and try to buy another one. Mm-hmm. And so then I don't, like I said, I don't know if they hold your data hostage or not. But you really have to consider that because it's too late now if you already own it. But now I got to spend so much money to get my data and then transfer it to a new program. And from the past, what I've noticed, y'all are good about that. If you use a different program, you can take their backup and you can at least transfer. You tell me. Can you transfer everything? Can you only transfer like demographic information, like address and all that? Oh, yeah. Or, um... We can do it all. So when it comes to that, uh, we have many tiers of data services just to make sure you get what you want. So we can do the full. Everything that's in a past system, we can bring into our system. Um, that being the case, what we, we can do, sometimes we'll see that people will opt for only demographics. Why? Because they'll say, oh, my what? financial side's a mess. I want to start over on that. And so just here's all the data, but just extract the, the financials. Give me just my demographics. That lets me start from square one. Um, and then I have some people that say, no, I want everything. Or, I mean, really, you call the shot. So with the data service, you get to pick. Do you want insurance information, demographic, medical history, uh, financials? It's up to you. Because if I'm in the middle of a bunch of cases, I guess some people are like, look, Every patient from today forward, use Cairo 8000. Every patient you had before, you can back it up in case you don't need it. But like if you're in visit 12 of a 10 of a 15 visit package, mm-hmm. you're going to have to keep using that one because we can't transfer those last 12 visits into the new system. Oh, we, or is that not true? No, we absolutely can. We can transfer the visits. I can even... So most modern softwares now even go so far along with the visits. They can also go deeper in, let's say... Uh, claims that are outstanding. So let's say you just sent a batch of claims and now I've got a batch of 25 claims out, but yet I want to move my software. Do I have to wait because I'm mid-batch and I want to wait because I got to post that? No, Uh, we can actually pull claims history. For instance, I can put from the past software into our software, if you move to us, an entry saying you've got these 25 claims out on these 25 patients to these payers for this much. So that way you're just posting the payments and can rebuild if you need it to from our software, but you can pick up where you left off if that makes sense. So is it when it's transferred over, does it look more like, like if you were to print your soap notes, mm-hmm. would it look like that for all the old visits where? No, it, it'll look like ours. And the reason is because uh, you're essentially mapping, right? So I'm taking this field to this field. So it is still in the heart. It is our program. So our soap note would still be the outputted soap note. However, so you could go you could go back and change something. Right, right, right. Okay. It's not like a permanent, which you're not really supposed to do anyway. So if it was just like, no, no, these first 10 visits are going to be a Word document that you're just going to print. Oh. It's like, no, actually, you could actually go back and alter the record if you needed to for some reason right. on the new program. And it's all tracked, logged. We can also, I mean, going in there, you you it's still formatted and template. It's not like you're getting anything bare bones if you moved it over. Uh, so it's it's pretty exciting. You know, what I like about it too, so let's say you want to do a data conversion. And that's, honestly, that's a big part of what you touched on. I mean, that's a massive thing. So people say, I hate what I'm on. I'm frustrated with it. I don't, I'm paying too much, whatever. Yeah, there's all different reasons. But I'm also tied to it because I've got so much going on. I can't take my practice down. So what do I do? I even if Even if you say, wait a second, so you can do a data conversion bring in whatever data we want. What about that period of time of business? I still have to conduct business in between then. So 
the nice thing is, is we can get your data. We can get everything all primed up and ready. You can still continue to use your old software if you want. And then once we're, we've got everything lined up, we can come back to you and say, let me just grab one more quick current backup of where you're at, of everything you've done up to this point. Give us just a short amount of time. And that same day, we'll come back and say, here's all your data to today. So you're current. You had no doubt. Give us 10 minutes. It's got to upload however big it is. And boop, 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 boop. Yep. it'd be good to go. Yep. Wow. What about the uh, the other side of it? Because we're talking about doctor stuff, but in reality, some people get rid of stuff because you got this, the scheduling is horrible. It doesn't integrate with, I don't know, let's just say Facebook posts. I don't know why you would want to do that. Maybe it doesn't integrate very well with trying to do MailChimp. You know, maybe you know you want something a little bit more automated. So I'm going to throw a bunch of things at you and then let you make an answer. So MailChimp integration, you put a new patient, they got an email. Some people are like, I wish it would just populate that to MailChimp and be done with it. Some people are like, the billing sucks. So how do I, you know, does it have good aging? Does it, whenever I click five different treatments today, will it automatically go to Sally up front and it'll be boom right there when the patient comes out, it's going to be right there. Am I able to like do a lot of reporting to find out, wow, I'm not doing any three regions. I've only been doing one in two regions. What in the world have I been doing? I'm out of the statistical norm, you know, uh, or I've never actually charged for this. And I thought I was like, what's going on? So you can track all of that. As far as scheduling goes, I want 15 minute blocks. I got five doctors, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So what? give us a little spiel on that area because that's important. That used to be an entire module for you guys. That was like, that was one purchase <laughs> that you didn't have to use with the software, but now it's combined, which I didn't realize yep. until like recently. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So everything now, like you said, everything is under one roof. Um, we've got the scheduling is is a breeze. I mean, honestly, it's, it's click and point. You can do it on a, you're all windows based, uh, windows based. That's correct. And you click on the calendar slot and you can simply write that in there. Just say, you know, what type of visit. So you, you on a, on a high level can go in and actually set visit types, uh, defaults. Let's say you can go in and set visit length defaults. So you've got a lot of the stuff at the high level already situated for your day-to-day average things, if you will. Now on the schedule, it's simply, I click on a slot and I go, I can select a patient or a prospect and I can put them into my system. Now, Let's say that appointment, I want to move it to a different room or a different doctor that day, drag and drop it. Let's say I want to expand that visit. It's I click on the, the window itself and drag it to a, a longer or larger time slot. And there you go. So just very intuitive, easy touch controls or, or using the mouse. Um, that being the case, let's say you came in today and I schedule an appointment for you. And you say, wait a second, I want to schedule 45 more visits while I got you. Okay, so I could click on that appointment that you've got right there. I can say create a recurring appointment. I can then first, I, I've got like a very simple wizard to take me through that process. So I can say which days are in play for your office. You know, let's say Monday through Friday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. How often or what's the interval I want between the appointments? So every two days, every one day, whatever you want. So after I answer just a couple questions, taking maybe two seconds. I can say, do I want to avoid overlaps just so that, because I'm not looking in the future. I, I'm not looking at my calendar. I don't want to see if that slot's available. Right. I want the program to do that. So I say avoid overlaps. I hit build schedule instantly on there. There's all the 45 visits ready for you. Uh, it shows me all the dates, times, and I can hit print right from there. Or I can click email and email you your appointment. So that way it's in there and logged in our software as well. But Scheduling just takes a matter of seconds. It's very easy. Uh, in terms of integrations, you know, it's funny because 
Here, let's pause okay. for a second. When you're talking about the the scheduling out mm-hmm. all your visits, I like that idea. You know, they need to come in eight times. Boom, it's done. You like Mondays? You like Mondays and Fridays? Awesome. That's the only two days. You like the nine o'clock slot? Boom, we're done. But at the same time, before everything saves, does it, at least it used to, it used to pop up and immediately you could say, huh. So like when you're learning the program, you're like, all right, every other day is not what I thought it meant. Let me fix it. Let me okay. change, you know, let me start over. You know, you might want to do this on a dummy patient first <laughs> and play with it out so you can kind of see the difference and be like, oh, that's what that means. All right, that was, I was confused. But anyway, the point is, Bob's in front of you, you have it set up, you can start looking be like, oh, well, that's weird. That wasn't, that one's not correct. Let me change oh, yeah. that real quick. Or he already knows I'm on vacation that week. All right, let me just remove that and then add it somewhere else. And it's kind of all touches buttons and you're almost now you've customized his schedule based on his schedule too. Exactly. So you can change it on the fly there too. And you do have a review period. So that way, if you do need to make some last minute adjustments or something, you absolutely can. Okay. And again, like even when you're done with that, you can still drop and drag and drop. Hey, uh, today I got to come at three o'clock. Okay. Done. And we log those things too. So you know, of course, we've got the, the appointment reminders. We oh, send, so reschedules. Yeah, so we can, we've got appointment reminders. Uh, but that being the case, also, let's say somebody calls in and says that they can't make it. You know, I mean, some offices charge for that. Some offices just want thorough records, audit logs of what's transpiring. So for whatever reason, you actually will see every occurrence that occurred with that patient with, with regard to their scheduling. Because like you said, they, they may call in. Uh, also, you can make in that schedule and building the schedule or just doing daily visits, you can do this for prospects too. You know, a lot of softwares, you have to go in, create a patient file, then go in and create a schedule for that patient. And this, you may have somebody on the phone right then and there. I got to get this person's information as quickly as I can. My phone's ringing. I got to get to some more people, you know, but I don't want to lose this information. And plus I want to make sure I secure a spot. I don't want to necessarily create a patient file. One, because I don't got time. Two, because... I don't know if this person's going to end up actually coming they're not a in. patient. Yeah, they're still a prospect. Right. So I want to eat up my time, my resource, my program on them until I know they're going to come in. But let's say you don't come in. Well, now I've got reports that show all my prospects, my no-shows, that will say, hey, here are the people that didn't come. We've got reports, views, and things like that. So you, if you want to know the number of patients that didn't come in in the last 30 days or 60 days or the year, you can just quickly pull a report on that and then you can recall their information. So it's got their number, their email. So that way, if you're assigning somebody to kind of reach back out and say, hey, we missed you, you know, just checking to see if you'd like us to reschedule that. And to get them off that schedule. You mean like this person always rescheduled. If they rescheduled more than three times, take them off the list. And you can set that up. So when right. you get the report printed out, you're like, wow, I had 500 patients. I whittled it down to 250. Because they hit all the criteria that I didn't want to have to call back because I have a patient appreciation day and I don't appreciate you missing 15 appointments or whatever, rescheduling every other day. You know? <laughs> but yeah, and then on the other side, so let's say they do come in. Well, you already at the time of the call took some information. So you took whatever you decided you take. I mean, it could be basic demographics. It could have been that you also pulled some insurance information. So that's all queued up in the window. If you did show up, I don't have to re-enter any of that. I can just click the button in that prospect and say, create a patient file from this. So no double entry of data or anything like that. Now they are officially a a patient because they did come in. So you can lock them in and you don't have to re-enter that data. Before we go to integrations, I just thought of this. Sometimes you get an MRI report and Mm -hmm. it's not digital. So what do we do? Do we scan it? Do we take a picture, insert it into the file? 
the patient's trying to fill out paperwork. Uh, they're like, dude, I'm not using the kiosk. Or, hey, your kiosk is kind of glitchy. I don't like using it. So now they still got to fill out the paperwork. And then I got to go back. And then, or you're not, I'm not doing it. But, you know, somebody's going to go back and be like, name, click, <laughs> this condition, click, this, click, click. So it's going to be done twice by your staff and by the person. So what do we do about all that? Yeah, so... Let's start on the MRI side of things. So on any any paperwork or any report or any image that you have, you can scan directly into different areas. Okay. So for instance, MRIs, then I want to scan into their EMR section. Why? Because I'm going to be looking that as a chiropractor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can bring it in there. I can scan directly from the software into, into the program. But I'm going to take it one step further because a lot of times, what you see with x-rays is, let's say they came from a hospital or an imaging center, mm-hmm. and they got a CD. And that CD not only has the images, but it has a self-extracting image viewer that's proprietary to that. So what we can do is set up your program to recognize this file type will open with this extractor. So you are still just scanning in directly into your program. However, when you double click it, you don't realize it. But behind the scenes, we're opening that diagnostic center's imaging program. So it still looks like you're just viewing the x-ray in a matter of seconds. You know, I just clicked on it opens. You don't realize behind the scene, all the wheels that are firing, we're actually opening up any sub programs needed if they have something like that to make it that easier. Now, I might have something that's billing related, insurance cards or something like that. I don't want to put that in my EMR section. I want to put that in my billing section. So that being the case, I could scan directly into the billing area. So it's primed up and ready there as well. So, you know, I mean, we we don't hinder you. We don't stop you from you can scan to any section you want. We've just made it easy to scan the appropriate things into the appropriate places. So people still use scanners. That's still a thing you can buy out there? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> it's funny because as a, as a, as a tech support person, uh, you know, one thing you were talking about size of data. And, you know, if I were to give a suggestion out to the, the listeners here is every scanner has very easy to use settings that you can change the file type format. Okay. Most people will scan in something like a JPEG, which is a standard good file. It's got an image type that is, you can see a lot of detail, but a lot of these new scanners come out and they're set up to scan as TIFF files. And the problem with that is one TIFF file is about 10 times the size or more of a JPEG. Whoa. So if you're an agency or let's say your your office is scheduling and scanning, you know, all this billing information and t- mountains of x-rays, if you're doing TIFF files, and I'm, I'm not talking about just our program, I'm talking data in general, you're creating a massive need for large disk space. You were talking about hard drives and things on the server. You need a hard drive with, you know, maybe... A four or 500 gig hard drive is good. And that is on a minimal computer you can get for a couple hundred bucks nowadays. I mean, you can go to any box store and get, I mean, you can buy terabytes worth of external drives. But in this case, to get a few hundred, you can get for, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. However, you might want to get an SSD and spend the extra money. It's faster and it lasts longer. Spend the extra money, people. Preach it to the point. SSD solid state drive, which has no moving parts, no moving parts means it's going to last you longer. It also means it's significantly faster. 
if people want to kind of understand what that means, uh, think memory cards, uh, the little USB plugins. Think of the the little SD cards that maybe you plug back when people actually carried cameras around and stuff. Um, you know, any of those are solid state devices. Now, in a computer, you can get the full fledged solid state drive. Pricing has never been better on those. So yeah, absolutely. You know what you're going to see? Uh, there's two areas for any program. If you're if you want to get some more uh, muscle out of your hardware and for the best price, it upgrade on your RAM, your memory. It's the cheapest component in your computer. And it's also the yeah 16, I mean, 32 even. Nowadays, the price is so cheap. Do you need that big though? No, you, you don't. It, it depends. So here's the thing you got to remember. Memory helps with running more things at one time. What do we see offices doing? So they're running a software like our own. They're also running, uh, you know what's a huge resource allocation hog? Google Chrome. Or they're running their, uh, well, it could be Facebook or something. But in reality, uh, what they're running is they're playing music. Everybody's playing Pandora. Oh, yeah. Pandora's on the back. Yeah. So they're playing that. They don't realize that's tearing up computer resources. So that's where if you are an office that does something like that, memory is definitely going to help you out. Now, the SSD is another thing that is going to show you. I would say go get an SSD before I would say go buy the latest and greatest processor. The processor is going to cost so much more money and you're going to see marginal returns. The SSD is very affordable, very easy to change, and you're going to see massive returns. Do we need to get an an Intel i9 or the Intel i7 8 series? Because that's the latest stuff. Like i9 is extra expensive and the i7 8 series you'll pay a premium for versus the one generation lower than that. I know we're getting in the weeds here, people, but you know when you're looking at having to buy new equipment, they're going to want to know like, are you buying the right thing? Like, I only bought a two gig of RAM. Well, that was dumb. You should have at least had eight, and really, 12 or more was what you needed. You don't need 32 per se, but at least 16. Well, here's the thing. So let's let's talk about this. So your adjustment table, would you put a patient on an adjustment table that was 30 years old, the leg was was wobbly, and, and the padding and everything is starting being ripped and torn? You wouldn't do it, right? Not a respectable chiropractor. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now if we look at it, so your computer, whether you think about it or not, your entire business is running on that computer. The financial side of your business, the compliance side of your business is all on that. So do we look at trying to see if we can get a computer that's 20 years old, up and running and up to speed? Or do we go to a box store for a couple hundred bucks, get a brand new computer? I mean, do you to answer your question, I don't know if it was related to our software specifically. Do you need an i9 for our software? No. Nowhere near that. I mean, really, we work on a dual-core processor running at 2.7 or higher, which is any any processor that's been made in the last 10 years or, or even some greater ones. But that being the case, in terms of, you know, some of our competitors, that's another thing. I mean, so your data is your own with our program. Your hardware, you pick and choose. You maintain it. We're not trying to rake you over the coals with any of that. Some softwares you got to look at, some provide the systems to you, which means you've got to kind of factor that in, you know, on the cost side, on the maintenance side, you know, how often are they upgrading? I I really, we try to make sure that we're running at, at, you know, minimal specs to make sure it's more approachable for everybody, for our side. And you guys will have a list of, this is what you need. If you don't know what you're doing, you can go to Best Buy and be like, I need something that has at least this. And they'll be like, okay, well, you still have 30 options. <laughs> so what we'll do, so my, my goal is always to make sure that we're finding something that would work for the office and is the most affordable. 
you know, economical here. And so oftentimes I'll talk with clients that are just starting with us, clients are thinking of starting with us or existing clients. And I'll say, send me a bunch of links. And what I'll do, you know, and my support team is we'll take a look and give an honest assessment. Sure, this one computer, it's a Lamborghini of a computer. It's also $7,000. This other computer is $500. And sure, unless you're, you're, you know, you sideline as an online gaming professional, I don't think you need the Lamborghini. I think you're going right. to be more than adequate with this other one. It fits you. It will be powerful. It'll be fast. It'll do everything you need to do. It'll be secure. And it'll also save you quite a bit of money. So our goal is always just to make sure that you can make it out the other side uh, as, you know, as affordable as possible. And what we're talking about, too, is these are two separate systems. You're going to have like that one mainframe server. You're probably going to have another computer for the front. And each doctor is going to have at least a tablet or a laptop. These are meant for your office. Like you should have a separate computer if you're a gamer or a podcaster or a video editor. That should be a completely different computer that you have. And it might still be at your office or it might be at your house. But don't confuse the two. You probably want to have separate ones completely. And that'll save you a lot of money. Well, hopefully we're, we're all thinking of the, the all-encompassing HIPAA, right, at any point. So not only are we thinking about what we should or shouldn't be doing on that office computer, but we're also thinking about the other things that are currently sitting on that computer and what we don't want others to have access to. You know, security, it's just like home security. The best security in the world starts with the office and their staff. You know, if you have a great security system in your office, but you don't set the alarm, it does you no good. You know, you could have great security-minded individuals, but if you're opening doorways that you shouldn't on that office computer, then you've kind of, you've turned off the security system, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I was going to say, what's a good like security system for your computer? But it changes so much. Let's just ignore that question. Oh, I, I got a good answer for that one, short and sweet. Okay. Yeah. I, I, give it. I, I would personally recommend, uh, being that we work on Windows devices, I would recommend Windows security, uh, Microsoft Security Essentials. Why? It's free. Two, most of the, the security softwares out there nowadays are what us in the tech industry would call bloatware, meaning you buy security software to secure you. Not to do a bunch of a bunch of ancillary services like did you back up? Did you do this? Are you doing this? Where are you going here? Who's doing this? There's so many pop-ups, so many settings, so many problems, so many charges. Well, let's look at Microsoft Security Essentials is free. Also, the operating system is the makers of it. You think they have a pretty good vested interest in protecting Windows, being that it's made by Windows. So, you know, I just I I recommend that. I'm not I'm never saying there's not other great security out there, but I just think that why, you know, just because something costs 10 times more than something doesn't make it better. Okay. That's good to hear. Hey, okay. We didn't really ask about this. I'm sure some people who are listening are like, Justin, you didn't let him finish here. There was this <laughs> uh, thing that didn't get completed. And that's just how it goes sometimes because we're not going to take five hours and be a full <laughs> a full thing here. There's a lot of online apps. Let's, let's just call it out. I'm going to call out Jane app. I don't know if you know much about them. They're a big player. They're coming up. If, if they get the insurance situated, there will be a lot of chiropractors at least jumping on Jane's app, which is an affordable rate each month. They're not crazy. But like you said, they're they're always online. So what are the pluses and minuses of having like an online based program versus one that's going to be sitting on your computer that you pay one time for? Well, cloud based solutions were real big a couple of years ago. We're now starting to see them die out. 
Um, okay. So cloud systems are great for ease of access. I mean, you you log in on the internet. They're quick. They're they're light. They're easy. So they don't require any kind of hardware technology, anything like that. So that that's very appealing on that side because of that. Costs can be lower. Um, now the thing that we've got to look at, so some of the competitors, I won't name names, but that we've talked about today have had cloud systems and those cloud systems are no longer with us one to two years later. Um, some of the big ones. So that being the case, these individuals bought in on the cloud. They didn't have their data on hand. So we've got to, again, go back to the what's the advantage of having your data. So you've got to legally. They can't just disappear without letting you know, right? No, but they can then force you right back to that local system. So because, I, I mean, if we think about it, you know, can you answer the question that your internet is always on and you've never had a problem with bandwidth? So if you're in a business park and somebody cuts a wire or somebody else is using, so you have X amount of bandwidth in your facility. It's a windy day. Right. It could be anything. I mean, really. So unless you're just, maybe if you're in a major metropolitan area, then that's not a problem. But if you're in a rural office or if you're like me, I've lived in some pretty big cities and I've had experienced a lot of outages. So are you just done for the day or now oh. you've had to drop the paper for the day? So now who is going to stay after to re-enter all that? I mean, there's logistics there that just, you know, it it sounds great on paper. If you have an always on system, if there's no issues, it sounds great. The problem is that's not real life. And then we've also got to think about things like data, just making sure that does your software, they're not responsible for your data. You're responsible for your data. So uh -huh. in terms of accessibility, security, or anything like that, if you ever do go to a cloud, you really need to vet that. You need to understand, I mean, just like where your backups go, where your data is, you have to know where that's at because at the end of the day, you're on the hook, not them. Yeah. And like you said, the internet speed is a big difference because you can go on a regular website and be like, oh my gosh, this thing won't load. And you're talking about like a hefty program that's got to come through. Well, so just this week, uh, there was a major issue with the internet. So sites like Google, LinkedIn, Facebook had complete outages for a certain amount of time. So these are co corporations are some of the biggest companies with the most money, the most resources in the world, and they were down. So if we look at someone like them can be down, then it's very easy for us to be down. I mean, it's not if, it's when. You will be down. I can guarantee you that. Um, so that's being the case there. It, you know, for me, I'm thinking data security. I'm thinking you know, being able to always be up. The power of our system is you don't have to have the internet. You can move, you know, your data is your own. And if you lose power, you could have a backup generator of some sort too. So you never actually are down for your office. Or because if your data is on a hard drive that you own, you could go to a location that has power. Yeah. I remembered a question that didn't get answered when you were saying that. Okay. New patient paperwork. They don't like the kiosk or they're too old or whatever. It's not being used. They got all this paper. What happens? Somebody, does somebody have to go back in and type it and click all the buttons? Is that just part of life that has to happen? Can you scan it? No, no. And it gets transferred somehow? Or Because I think if you scan a paper, it's just a, it's, it just shows up as an image attached to a certain area of your program. So what do we do? One thing is, uh, yes, I mean, of course you can have a manual solution. You can have somebody typing in, you know, based off paperwork. That's always okay. going to be a, a plan B, if you will. Uh, yes, you can scan that paperwork, and it won't translate that data, though, from the paper onto okay. the files. Uh, another thing, though, we have a few other options. So, for instance, one of the things we see 
is just trying to look at when people don't want to fill out that paperwork. A lot of times it's right there when they're in the office. So we also have some new things where I can actually send my patient intake forms off ahead of time. I can email you intake forms a month before you come in. Okay. You fill them out at your leisure. So now you've got plenty of time to fill this out. You can email that back and it will that will automatically input itself. So what? that's a viable alternative. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So still it's like a it's like an interactive PDF. You just fill it out and then you can send it back. Essentially it's not a, the, the way I'm thinking about it. Like, oh, there's a PDF. Oh, I got to print this thing and write it out. No, you just type right there on the computer and hit print. And what you're saying is you fill it out on your computer and you can actually re-email that back. At your leisure, you can come back. So let's say I want to go eat some dinner. I'm a patient. You know, I'm going to be seeing you in two weeks. I can start filling it out on the computer. I can say I need to take a little break, come back. But it gives you time. So that's the one big thing is you could just come walking right in office and they say, yep, everything's right here. we got all your paperwork. So you're all loaded up and ready. Okay. And then Sally could do the kiosk at the same time. Like, all right, I'll ask you the questions. Let's go to the back you and help you in person, in person. Right. Yes. Because you get those people in a bad attitude. They got back pain for the last two weeks. They can't walk. <laughs> They're like, I'm not doing any of this. And you're like, well, we got to do something. So let's figure it out. Grumpy pain. Right. Okay. <laughs> By the way, it's kind of fun. They're usually nice people once their pain goes away. <laughs> it's weird how that works. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> the power of chiropractic. That's right. Okay. You can answer two, either way on this one. What's something that we haven't covered that you feel like we definitely should talk about just as like a little sales pitchy? And I hope people, if they're at this point in the interview, that they realize and they're like, this wasn't as much of a sales pitch as these are things you just should be looking for in all of your software. That's, if you're considering a software, these are things that you should be considering we're just giving you the, the Cairo 8000 pitch on it. But whatever you choose, these are things that you need to be thinking about to begin with. So with that, is there anything that we missed that you're like, oh, this is a huge selling point for our company? Or potentially, we kind of talked about like the cloud. There's fads out there that can come today and go on tomorrow. That it's a gimmick. Watch out for it. And we don't do it. So you have anything for us? Well, one of the big things is if you're shopping around for software, one, it is that easy to move. So don't judge a software based off your existing experience uh, because there are better solutions out there and there are easier solutions. So just because you had a hard time with your existing software doesn't mean that you have to stay with them because you're just you're too you're in too deep, if you will. We we've had people that have moved in just a in a day. They've went from a practice they used 15 years of a different software. They gave us our data, we expedited it for them, and they were up and running the next day. So it is absolutely possible. So don't, you know, just just have an open mind and understand that perception. The other thing is too, uh, being that I'm a, a product and support manager, I'm not a salesperson. You know, I am I'm very passionate about our product. I'm very passionate about helping our clients achieve success and and have a a tech stress free life. So that being the case, you know, another part of when you're shopping around for software is Read between the lines and, and actually factor in what you need and do a cold, hard look at it. So a demo, for instance, on anything in the world is taking you on a roller coaster ride, right? Everything they want you to see and do. Why? Because that's what they probably do the best. It's my job. <laughs> yeah. I like to take those people off script. You know, if I'm ever sitting in with a, a potential client, I say, you take me where you don't like to be in your current software. I'm not going to lead this. You lead this. And let's just see if we do it in a way that works better for you. I like that idea better because I don't want to get a preloaded demonstration where 
yes, everything glittered and it was all perfect, but then I get it and it's something different. Especially if you're like, every program does this, duh. This is like basics. This is my struggle. Convince me that you do better. <laughs> well, I mean, very simple things. So, and I, I, I'm not saying anything about, about the other product, but there are products out there that have 12 different apps. And I would question, why do you need 12 different apps to do one thing? You know, I mean, if it's all under one roof, it's all easy. Just understand that go out there and honestly try everything. I always like to use the old term, the Pepsi challenge, which is pit two programs against each other and find which one works for you. You know, we've got to think about things like we, we normally don't want to think about turnover in the office. How many front desk individuals have you gone through in the last year? Oh, that's a lot of retraining. You know, is it? Is, do you have a system that requires a lot of training? Is there a fee for retraining? How complicated is your system? Billing and things like that are the, you know, I mean, our program right now with our partner clearinghouse, you can click a button and it creates and uploads your claims without ever leaving the software. It imports your claim status messages. You can import your ERAs and post from them automatically. So, I mean, we're taking a billing process that 10 years ago took hours and we maybe had multiple people. And now we can refine that down to one individual who can do this in minutes. But it does work for other stuff like Office Ally and all that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we, we tie in with all clearing houses. But that's kind of one of the major points I look at is don't just look at one facet of your office. I mean, it's got to have great notes. It's got to have the options you need. Of course, it's got to be fast. It's got to be reliable. We've got to think about billing. We've got to think about scheduling. What about appointment reminders? I mean, really, it's a total picture. And make sure you're thinking about all that to, to have an informed decision because there are, you know, don't just look at what you think everybody else is on. Because are, is your practice everybody else? No. You have a unique yeah. identity. You know, and that's that's the one key thing. You need to find what works best for you. And we've been here. You know, I one of the points that I like to make is, you know, I oftentimes get asked about how long we've been around. I mean, we've been here for over twenty years. You know, we're we're privately owned. We definitely we're we're a group of caring and passionate individuals for chiropractic, especially. So, you know, it's one of those things I'd, I'd say, just give us a call. I'd love to show you the program and I'd love you to, to take us off script. <laughs> yes. Off script again, appointment reminders. Can you do text messages or is it just email automatic? Because I know you can do it automatically. Yeah, we can do we can do text or email or text and email. Uh, so you can do those. You know, I forgot one time that I clicked the button to email everybody. And sometimes I'd get phone calls like, hey, I'm going to miss an appointment or Hey, I don't know why I have an appointment. You're like, what? Are you, what? <laughs> and they're like, you emailed me. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Do I need to turn that off? Like, <laughs> anyway, it made me laugh. I was like, oh, crap. But it was great. It was on the background. I didn't even realize it was happening. And there, boom, yep. it, was, it was. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and all that. We, we try to make that, that kind of thing, you know, where you can automate it or you can manually do it. Let's... Maybe you set something up to be automatic Monday through Thursday, Friday. Eh, we don't know. Maybe we're going to cut loose, you know, a little early on Friday. And so you want to choose, you know, you could, you could manually send your appointment reminders out earlier than if you wanted. You know, I mean, really, we try to have a bevy of options to make sure you can do whatever suits you best. Can you send mass texts or does it, yes. is that a different program? Oh, so I could say, hey, we're having a patient appreciation day on July 25th. And it can just, yes. everybody gets one? 
So here's what's really neat. And if you got a couple minutes here, so yeah. we have the ability. I, I this is a so, service that other people pay for. Ex- and that's where I was going to go. So <laughs> we, we see a lot of clients who are paying a third party service to maintain these lists of patients and then send out certain material at this time. So our software does everything. When we say practice management and EHR, I mean, it truly is everything you can think of. So when it comes to that, we have the ability to create clinic newsletters in the software. You can build quickly and easily. We have templates and things to quickly do that. But we also have the ability to mass so you can isolate your patients. So in your case, yes, I could send in a matter of seconds to all patients or maybe there's new Medicare cards out today or, or Blue Shield has updated their insurance. So I want to target just those clients. I could create mailers in a matter of seconds for isolated metrics of patients as well. So if I wanted to just send to all Medicare patients or all Blue Cross or all Cigna or something like that, but I could also do all patients. And so, yeah, you can really, I mean, we've got everything under the sun. I've got policy. If you want to put the company policy manual in the software, I've got a place for that. You want the newsletters, the appointment reminders, the billing, it's all there. You know, if you want to know, I can tell you how much your software. So a lot of times people will say, uh, I use every bit of the software. We even have a tracker in the software that shows you how much of each part of the program you use down to the second and percentage of your time in use of the program. So I can say, hey, get your money's worth. As support person, I see you've never used this component of mass emailing out your newsletters. You're paying somebody $1,200 a month to do this. How about I show you how to do it for free in your software? And I was able to isolate that because the program shows everything you're using. All right. So you can have an eight series email onboarding sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Upload those, you know, there's just documents. Upload those to the system or, it, you know, you, it points to that wherever it is on your computer. Mm-hmm. So every new patient gets that in a sequence. So is that, you know, like MailChimp, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Day one, so we, day three, day nine. Oh, yeah. You're, you're getting advanced now. But yeah, we absolutely have it. We have what's called AI, uh, the artificial intelligence. So you can actually set trigger actions. So it does this, then do this, then do this. So you can get very deep with the program. For instance, and I'll just do one example, but there's really unlimited examples, but I can have that when I first set up a new patient and it's never been in the system, that patient's never been in my system. So the second I hit save on that new patient, it automatically fires things like a new patient visit package and things like that get emailed out automatically. And I didn't do anything. So behind the scenes, because I took this one action, it's going to fire off these other three actions for the new patient just because I've defined those to happen. And I did that one time. It took me seconds to set up and then I never had to worry about it again. Can you do something where they refer someone. And I, I think the program used to say, hey, John actually referred Billy. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. If you, is there a way to like write that to say, if this happens, then send yourself a note that pops up that says, hey, send this person a welcome package. And you might have like a t-shirt that you would mail. You can set up the, the AI in combination with the alerts. Um, that's, that's actually, that's a good one though. I've, I've never had, to, I've, I've got a lot of people that ask for referral reports but I've never had the automatic action tie. That's a that's a good idea. I like it. Okay. You could do it. I just I don't I've nobody's asked me to do it yet. So that's interesting. And another one, based on diagnosis codes, anyone who had headaches, mm-hmm. I want to send them a special newsletter. Or I'm running a promotion this month on a nutritional product based for headaches. And then 
I just email anyone who has a, these five diagnosis codes. Can that happen? Right. Oh, absolutely. This thing's getting gangbusters, man. You, you, you exclude an infusion. You, you had asked this and we skipped over this, but you were asking about, for instance, CPT codes that I'm not using. Um, so we have report. I mean, we have a wealth of reports. We have reports to do forecasting and statistics on a business level, but we also have things like a CPT payer report. So I can actually see which CPTs are being charged for an eight. So I get an aging report on those CPTs. I can also break it down to see specifically which insurances or cash those are going to. Um, but like you said, if I'm looking to, at my practice from a business perspective and I want to see, I, I mean, I've got reports, I can do two year statistics. I can, it will take the metrics based on what you've done to date and will provide a forecast of where you'll be at next year and the year after if you hold these numbers. So it's, you know, much more than just the side of making sure you can do your soap notes and your appointment reminders. It's making sure it's everything. I mean, we've only scratched the surface in today's discussion on what we do. I mean, we do quite a bit more on top of that. So, I mean, really, it is a full, everything you need for the office. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, it's funny. I got so caught up in the uh, soap notes earlier. And so whenever I do the uh, the pre-roll, I'll definitely have to mention, like, we stay, stay tuned to the end because we're going to talk about the actual other stuff, like the marketing and the business that will actually save you time <laughs> and money so you're not having to buy Infusionsoft or MailChimp or Zingit or any of these other companies that do what you already do. And it's, your customers are using it. They're not saying it's clanky and they're like, well, they have it, but. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So what's funny is I end up getting a lot of clients that will call me because they're so happy with the software and the services, they'll call me up. I, I've had clients, and this is this is unheard of. So I, on the tech support side, I'll have someone call in just to say thank you. Everything's working great. <laughs> I've had people. I've had people call us for any tech issue outside of our software, and they usually open with, "I know this isn't your software." But I like dealing with you guys instead of my tech. And so I was wondering if you could help me answer this. So, you know, we really, it, it's a, a real family feel here. I mean, we know our clients by first name basis. We make sure we read between the lines. You know, that's one of the things I'm talking with my techs is making sure, you know, listen to the inflection of a person's voice. Listen to what they're asking. You know, what what's the inference on the call? Not just verbally, what are they saying? But I may explain how to do something to you. And you kind of answer like, uh, okay, thank you. You know, I'm not just going to hang up the phone and say, thank you. Have a nice day. I'm going to say, no, clearly there's something there. You, you, you didn't figure it out. Let's go ahead and get back. Let's grind. If you got the time, if not, let's schedule a time, you know, that works for you. Let's work around your schedule. I've had, you know, it's just, that's kind of our, both in the application as well as our support that is our sales process or everything that we do, it's always client facing and I, I really like that one more based on what you said once i figured out your program and you know you when you buy it you get a certain amount of like tech support included i was kinda like all right i got it and then every now and then i'm like mm, maybe i forgot how to do billing or well i'm really interested in all this ancillary email stuff and i didn't really care about that at first because i just needed to get things done are you able to be like look I, I know you want me to sign up for a year and pay every month but literally after about 30 days i'm not going to need you and i'm just gonna be wasting my time and money are you able to just purchase your time like, I would rather just give you $100 for this hour, we figure it out, then pay $100, whatever it is, for the next 12 months for tech support? It depends on what it is you're looking to do. I mean, if it's if it's generalized and you're saying, I, I just, let's go through from A to Z, I haven't used the program in a couple of years, 
that's something that would probably benefit you better to be on the support plan. Okay. However, let's say you said, no, I want to just learn the EMR side or appointment reminders. I mean, we can do, you know, we can take a look at it potentially scheduling a block for just an event, meaning a, a topic. Okay. We can do that as well. It's not an hourly based thing or anything like that, though. I mean, we don't just say, okay, can I purchase two hours of tech support? No. I mean, if you're looking to learn a subject, then we can absolutely look to make a, a session for you. Now, I mean, we have other ancillary things outside of, so we have tech support via phone. We have tech support via email. Uh, we answer in real time, but we also have, you know, tools. We have built-in manuals. We have the ability to go, uh, we have Forte 360, which is an online portal. And so if you want to explore and learn topics outside oh. of calling us, okay, you can go through the Forte 360 and we have hundreds of topics in there. If you want to learn how to do advanced billing or scheduling or anything of that nature, I mean, we've got videos recorded. We've got documentation. We've also, with the Forte 360, you also can go in and do live webinars. We have two a week that we rotate around different topics to also make sure that, you know, you know, if you want to patch in new employees or something like that, we can do that as well. Also in Forte 360 is a forum. So sometimes okay. you may not have a question to a tech support person because it's not, I don't, I know how to do this, but maybe you have questions about how to implement this in your space. And so you can go talk with other chiropractors who are using our software and you can talk amongst yourselves as well. Wow. All right. That's great. You know, that's sometimes a vein in some people's existence. They're like, ah, oh, tech support. But I just want to just show me a manual. <laughs> and you're telling me there, there's manuals, there's videos, there's webinars, there's all this stuff yeah. that you can do. You can self-learn and, uh, and whatnot. So that's fantastic. Great support. Boy, I think I've had you way longer than I expected. And I really appreciate your time. So, okay, what is all the, the information we need? Websites, phone numbers, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, Cairo8000.com. That's, uh, that's going to be our, our link to the software on the website of things. In that, it's got a, a very detailed description of what we are, who we do, and a way to contact us. Um, you can always give us a call here, 800-456-2622. And we're happy to entertain any questions, show you anything you'd like to see. Ooh, Josh Nation bringing it today, man. <laughs> you know, I enjoyed this conversation. It answered a lot of questions that I would have, like I said before, in general, what we're looking for and then what you're with some of the things that you offer. Um, but I really appreciate your time and, and coming on and showing us this because um, it's an important topic that we don't like to talk about in podcasts and in, in the business world. It's always like, secretly behind the door. Okay, what do you guys actually think? So just to kind of like this basic product demo of pluses and minuses has been really good for me. And I'm pretty sure uh, some of the audience members are gonna be like, yes, this was great. Cairo8000.com. I need to go check them out and see what's going on. So um, really appreciate your time. Good deal. Yeah, thank you, time. It was fun. That was a powerful interview. Like I always say, please listen, critically think about it and then implement. I know a lot of people don't always make it through the end of the episodes, but I encourage you, if you made it here and you, and you talk to your friends about it, encourage them to do it. I think the, the family and vacation and the home life balance part at the end is important. It's something that I didn't get in a lot of those other podcasts that I was listening to. So check them out.
minisodes, Thursdays and Saturdays, those come out. Let me know what you think about that. If you have any episodes that you want me to do for the audience, just send me a message on Facebook. Justin Trosclair, MCC is the official page of everything about me. You can find the books, the acupuncture, no needle book, the Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health book that talks about weight loss, exercise, dieting, and financial health. You can get free chapters at .net slash chapters or slash NA protocol. So that way you can experience the book before you buy them. If you're interested in any interviews that I've been a part of where the roles have been reversed, it's .net slash as heard on. The resources page on the website has all the products that I recommend and there's some deals for some of those. So check that out. And as always, if you click any of the hot links in the show notes page for books, we get a little piece of that and we appreciate that as well. The .net slash support is the webpage if you want to buy the host a cup of coffee. And lastly, reviews are always, always appreciated and so grateful when you get them. So that's a doctor's perspective.net slash reviews. Y'all have a great week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review. And if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.